Evening prayer starts on page 22. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 103 is on page 466. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities. Who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all them that are oppressed with wrong. He showed his ways unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and of great goodness. He will not always be chiding, neither keepeth he his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickednesses. For look how high the heaven is in comparison of the earth. So great is his mercy also toward them that fear him. Look how wide also the east is from the west. So far hath he set our sins from us. Yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. For he knoweth we are The days of man but are, as, are but as grass, for he flourisheth as the flower of the field.
for as soon as the wind goes over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall not know it no more. But the, but merciful, the, good... but the merciful goodness of the Lord endureth forever and ever upon them that fear and his righteousness upon children's children. Even upon as such as keep his covenant, and think upon his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. O praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O praise the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Do not learn the way of the Gentiles, do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the Gentiles are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are futile, for one cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen, with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold, they fasten it with nails and hammers, so that it will not topple. They are upright like a palm tree, and they cannot speak. They must be carried, because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor can they do any good. Inasmuch as there is none like you, O Lord, you are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your rightful due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. But they are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. A wooden idol is a worthless doctrine. Silver is beaten into plates. It is brought from Tarshish, and gold from Uphaz, the work of the craftsmen and of the hands of the metalsmith. Blue and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skillful men. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath the earth will tremble, and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that have not been made, that have not made the heavens and the earth, shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom, and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. Everyone is dull-hearted without knowledge. Every metalsmith is put to shame by an image, for his molded image is a falsehood, and there is no breath in them. They are futile, a work of errors. In the time of their punishment they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. 
For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth verse of the twelfth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one. For you do not regard the person of men, but each the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty, to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, 
and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Um, tomorrow we start the fourth Sunday in Trinity, which I think would say in my mind that, that we're halfway through. And um, for some of you, that might sound really good that we're halfway through. And for some of us, it might sound like only halfway through because it's been a little bit of a struggle. But the main point here is if you're struggling or if you're not struggling, there's something there's something in this for you. If you're struggling, I think it's telling you that, um, in case in, at least in my case, that, that these things that really did have a hold on me. And so um, using them, the desire for them and turning that desire towards the Lord has been a... Um, a challenge, but also a reward. Just want to encourage you, if you have made some um, uh, Lenten, let's see, sacrifices that you were, that you had planned on going, um, you know, making through the whole time, and if you haven't made it, or if you've made a mistake, it's really a time to realize that, yeah, we make mistakes, but it's God who's going to help us, so it would be good to jump right back on, even, you know, whether it's a week, a day, an hour, it, lapse in there, just just some encouragement, because I think what happens, what we found and been reading in the morning prayer with Joseph is um, 13 years in prison, and then he ends up leading Egypt, and I'll bet the whole time in prison he didn't think that was going to happen. So we don't know what God's plan is for us, we just know that ultimately uh, it's his plan, and that's that's our job, is to follow his plan. I want to make a comment about the psalm, I like Psalm 103, and I, and I call it the psalm with bookends. So it starts out, praise the Lord, O my soul, and it ends in the same way, praise the Lord, O my soul, which is good advice for us. So looking at the book of Jeremiah, it's really interesting. We see the um, how the gods of the pagans are, are um, created, and they're made by uh, metal workers and wood makers. And we see that through in verse 2 through 5. And so what I did with this passage is I, I made two columns on a Word document and copied the verses and on one side, I put the handmade gods, and I wrote down all their attributes. And on the other side, I put the creator of the universe and, of course, um, his attributes, which are, I, I guess, it, I don't know, if you, it's kind of embarrassing that I know this, but they used to have, I think it was on, um, I don't even know what TV show it was on. It was one that my kids weren't supposed to watch. But they had this thing they would do, celebrity death match, and it was with clay figures, and they would put somebody like Dwayne the Rock Johnson with a little skinny one, and they were clay figures, and of course, at the end, the one clay figure was flattened, and that's kind of like the celebrity death matches. You put these handmade gods up against the creator of the universe. They don't stand a chance. And in verse 5, there's a great summary. They cannot do evil, nor can they do any good. And I know there's other places in Jeremiah where God chides the people because they're gods. You know, where are your gods? Did you forget them? Did you have to pick them up? And 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 they're not alive. And people hang on to these things, and it's it's mind-boggling how they do that. But then um, 
there's there's a reason for that, and and we'll look at that in a minute. So we have the true living Creator God in in verses eleven through sixteen. He's described, and it's again contrasted with dead idols. So, um, what God says to say to them: the gods that you that gods that have not made heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and under these heavens. So these gods haven't even done anything, and of course it's like uh, putting out what God has done. Uh, they're all dull-hearted, without knowledge. The metalsmith is put to shame by his image. Um, in verse 15, they are futile in a work of errors. In the time of punishment, they shall perish. And you contrast that with like verses 12 through 16, where it says, God's made the earth. He's established the world. He stretched out the heavens. Um, there's a multitude of water in the heaven. He causes the vapors to ascend. He makes lightning. He brings wind out of his treasuries. And the portion of Jacob, which is um, our God, is not like them. He is the maker of all things. And Israel's is the tribe of his inheritance. And, of course, we are the new Israel through inheritance. And the Lord of hosts is his name. When you see um, Lord of hosts, it's uh, translated um, God, the commander of the armies of heaven. So just um, it's, it, it makes a little silliness because you see how silly it is to follow the wooden or the fake gods and not follow our God. But... Um, Let's look at why people do that. We look at the Gospel of Mark, and it starts out with these words of flattery. We know you're a true teacher. We know you don't, you know, you don't honor men over God and all this stuff. And then they try to trap them and say, you know, let's who do we pay taxes to? And of course, or, or is it okay to pay taxes? And of course, if he says no, they report to the Romans. And if he gives the other wrong answer, they report to the priests. And they're trying to tra trap Jesus. And this, to me, has probably got to be the greatest comeback line of all times. Um, the word render means, the Greek word render means to pay or give back, which implies that there was a debt, and that's important in our thought. So all who lived within the realm of Caesar were obligated to return to him the tax that was owed, and it wasn't optional. Um, of course, we have the IRS, we understand that. Um, Jesus declared that all citizens are under divine obligation to pay taxes to whatever government is over them. And, of course, the greatest answer was, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and unto God's what is God's. And so it might be a good time to call to mind what is God's. What, what is the debt that we owe to him? So originally we owed our debts. We owed uh, payment for our sin, which was death, uh, because we were conceived in sin. We were guilty of sin. And our sin made us ineligible to offer ourselves. We couldn't even offer ourselves as a sacrifice because our sin was, was uh, separated us from God. So um, we're separated from God. The price of admission is too high. And Jesus paid our debt. And the terms of the loan are that Jesus pays our debt in exchange for our faith in him. And in our faith, we experience his death and resurrection. And we're born anew uh, in the spirit through baptism. And baptism regenerates us. So our choice is who we serve, Jesus or the world, the flesh, and the devil. It seems like an easy choice, especially when you think of the wooden gods, but it's not an easy choice. And I think C.S. Lewis summed it up pretty good in, um, in um, I believe it's in Miracles. Ah, it might have been mere Christianity, but here's the quote. When a man is getting better, he understands more and more clearly the evil that is still left in him. When a man is getting worse, he understands his own badness less and less. A moderately bad man knows that he is not very good. A thoroughly bad man thinks he is all right. Kind of describes a lot of what we see going on in, in the world today. So our king gave us all, and he asked the same of us.
Let's move to the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In particular, O Lord, we beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs, and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Robert. Um, goodbye to week three of Lent, and hello to week four. Thank you, Deacon Thank Bob. You. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Thank you, everybody.